Our reading for this evening comes from the prophet Zechariah, chapter 3. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put rich garments on you. Then I said, Put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. The angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you will walk in my ways and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts. And I will give you a place among these standing here. Listen, O high priest Joshua, and your associates seated before you, who are men symbolic of things to come. I am going to bring my servant, the branch. See the stone I have set in front of Joshua? There are seven eyes on that one stone, and I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord Almighty, and I will remove the sin of this land in a single day. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So last week we looked at a picture of the branch that was springing up from the stump of Jesse as the kingdom of David and Solomon had been chopped down and God promised that one of David's descendants, this branch, would spring forth. Our second picture today is probably one of the least familiar of all the branch pictures. It's quite a remarkable vision that this prophet Zechariah sees. This is after the exile to Babylon, okay? So God's people have returned to Jerusalem, and there's this real high priest named Joshua. He was the man serving as the high priest at the time of the prophet Zechariah. And Zechariah has this vision where that high priest is standing before the angel of the Lord. Now, our translation that's printed here is the latest translation of the NIV. The fact that they write the word angel with a small a tells us what the translators of that particular version think. They don't think this is Jesus. I do, and a lot of people do. It is because of how the angel speaks. He speaks in the first person a couple of times, saying, I have removed your sin. Oftentimes when we hear about the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, we could pretty easily determine if it's talking about the pre-incarnate Christ. That's a, a fancy way of saying the before he took on flesh, Jesus. Because as we confess in the Nicene Creed, the Son, the second person of the Trinity, did not come into existence at the birth of Christ. He has existed forever from eternity. 
And so this angel of the Lord, before whom the high priest Joshua is standing, is Jesus, many hundred of years before he became a man. And the picture is, is quite a fascinating one. It begins with Joshua standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at, at his right side to accuse him. Now, in Hebrew, that's particularly interesting because the name Satan means accuser. That's what he does. And so you have these two angels, these two messengers. One is God himself, and one is a created but fallen angel who's accusing, pointing that accusing finger at this high priest. And he had every right to, because there was a problem with Joshua. Take a listen to verse 3 again. Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. The word filthy is kind of a gross word in Hebrew. Think vomit, human excrement. His clothes are rank. There's a stench rising up before the Lord. He is a sinful, sinful man. And so the accuser stands and he points and he says, this is the one? This is the one that you use to mediate between you and these people? This man who who reeks? This man who is covered in filth? You use him to be your mediator? And you can just imagine the accuser going on and on and on, listing all the things that were wrong with Joshua, the high priest. The high priest was supposed to wear these pure, special clothes with all sorts of symbolism. But yet here he is, covered with filth. The accusations weren't false at all. This is a particularly um, eye-catching text for people like me, for pastors. We're called to share God's word with his people. We're called to, to stand before you with these white robes with all sorts of symbolism on them. But each and every pastor who's honest knows we're no different than Joshua, I'm sure not. Don't, don't stand and, and look at me and, and think that I'm some kind of holier than thou. I'm not. You, you may not see all the examples of sin in my life that Satan is aware of and that God is aware of. You might not see or even smell the stench, but God sees it and he, he smells it. And you might not be like Joshua and myself. You might not be called to share God's word with people in a public way. But as Christians, God commands you to be reverent, to be pious. And who of us can say that we've been that way? We're all like this filthy. We stink. And God smells it, and there stands the accuser, pointing at all the filth. Really, this one? 
And this is where our, our theme, a branch to intercede and forgive, comes in. Because what does the angel of the Lord, what does Jesus do here but intercede? Satan stands and accuses and accuses and accuses, and what does Jesus say? Yup. The Lord rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? A burning stick that once was in a, engulfed in a, a fire of sin and was in danger of burning forever in hell, but I snatched him out of the fire. What do you got to say? Jesus intercedes. And he doesn't stop there. He says, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put rich garments on you. And then out of nowhere, if, if you're not paying attention to your pronouns, you almost miss it. Zechariah, the prophet watching this, he says, Put a clean turban on his head. Because in Exodus, that was a part of the garments for the high priest. This turban that would have a, a gold medallion on the top, holy to the Lord, right on that medallion. Zechariah is saying, put the turban on him. Show who he really is. And they do. They put a clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. Jesus took care of it all. Jesus snatched the high priest Joshua out of the fire. He took off the filthy clothes. He put clean clothes on him. How is it that this Jesus could speak this way? Listen again towards the end of our text. Listen, O high priest Joshua, and your associates seated before you who are men symbolic of things to come. I am going to bring my servant, the branch, and I will remove the sin of this land in a single day. How could the angel of the Lord do this? How could he snatch him out of the fire and clothe him with clean clothes? Because he would come and exchange his robes for ours. He would wear the, the stench-laden, filthy garments that you and I have made. He would wear those. And, and that stench would go up before his father while he hung on the cross. And his father would leave him in the flames. He was burned with the hell that we deserve. But he left those stinking robes on the cross when he died. And there they stay. <laughs> this branch rose from the dead. And now we, connected to him, who's very much alive and nourishing every one of us, we bear fruit. We bear fruit before God all our days. What would be a reasonable response for people like us who've been snatched from the flames, who've had our filthy clothes removed, who've had a Savior suffer what those clothes deserved, who's given us new clothes, washed clean in our baptism, given Jesus' righteousness to wear, how would we respond? 
Well, by walking in his ways and by keeping his requirements. That's what happens when you and I, connected to the branch, bear fruit. We bear fruits of repentance. And and here we are talking about the same things we talked about last week. What does that look like in our lives? Being honest about our sin. Being honest about the filth that is ours. The accuser points his finger at you, at me. There's that sinful nature, childlike desire inside of us to say, no, I didn't. No, I'm not really like that. But one of those fruits of repentance is just that God-given humility that says, yeah, I do stink. I am like that. That's me. And then it's the fruit that, that looks to the cross of Christ and sees all that he endured for us that he willingly wore those filthy clothes and gave us his pure robes, that he would suffer and we be saved. We bear fruit that shows that we understand who we are and we understand what it is that our God has done for us. We bear fruit that says, I don't want to be that way anymore. I don't want to dive into the spiritual septic tank. God has made me clean. I want to stay clean. I want to leave those ways behind me. I want to run from that life of sin and serve my God who has made me clean. Nothing else makes sense. Join me in singing about it. This is a new hymn, a beautiful one. Hymn 561.